Chapter 1 Hildegardus Graham And have you decided what is to become of Hilda? asked Mrs. Graham. Hilda? replied her husband in a tone of surprise. Hilda? Why, she will go with us, of course. What else should become of the child? She will enjoy the trip immensely, I have no doubt. Mrs. Graham sighed and shook her head. I fear that is impossible, dear George, she said. To tell the truth, I'm a little anxious about Hilda. She is not at all well. I don't mean that she is actually ill, she added quickly as Mr. Graham looked up in alarm. But she seems languid and dispirited, has no appetite, and is inclined to be fretful, an unusual thing for her. Needs a change, said Mr. Graham shortly. Best thing for her. Been studying too hard, I suppose, and eating caramels. If I could discover the man who invented that pernicious sweetmeat, I would have him hanged. Hanged, madam. Oh, no, you wouldn't, dear, said his wife, laughing softly. I think his life would be quite safe. But about Hilda now, she does need a change, certainly. But is the overland journey in July just the right kind of change for her, do you think? Mr. Graham frowned, ran his fingers through his hair, drummed on the table, and then considered his boots attentively. Well, no, he said at last reluctantly. I suppose not, but what can we do with her? Send her to Fred and Mary at the seashore? To sleep in a room, seven by twelve, and be devoured by mosquitoes, and have to wear good clothes all the time? Returned Mrs. Graham. Certainly not. Aunt Emily is going to the mountains? Suggested Mr. Graham doubtfully. Yes, replied his wife, with sixteen trunks, a maid, a footman, and three lapdogs. That would never do for Hilda. You surely are not thinking of leaving her alone here with the servants? The lady shook her head. No, dear. Such poor wits as heaven granted me are not yet entirely gone, thank you. Mr. Graham rose from his chair and flung out both arms in a manner peculiar to him when excited. No, no, now, Mildred he said impressively. I have always said that you were a good woman, and I shall continue to assert the same. But you have powers of tormenting that could not be surpassed by the most heartless of your sex. It is perfectly clear, even to my darkened mind, that you have some plan for Hilda fully matured and arranged in that scheming little head of yours. So what is your object in keeping me longer in suspense? Out with it, now! What are you? For, of course, I am in reality only a cipher, a tolerably large cipher in the sum. What are you, the commander-in-chief, going to do with Hilda, the lieutenant-general? If you will kindly inform the orderly sergeant, he will act accordingly and endeavor to do his duty. Pretty Mrs. Graham laughed again and looked up at the six-foot-two of sturdy manhood, standing on the hearthrug, gazing at her with eyes which twinkled merrily under the fiercely frowning brows. You are a very disorderly sergeant, dear, she said. Just look at your hair. It looks as if all the four winds have been blowing through it. 
instead of all the ten fingers going through it, interrupted her husband. Never mind my hair, that is not the point. What do you propose to do with your daughter Hildegard? Or Hildegardus, as it should properly be written. Well, dear George, said the commander-in-chief, she was a very small woman, and a very pretty one, though she had a daughter older than herself, as her husband said, and she wore a soft lilac gown and had soft wavy brown hair, and was altogether very pleasant to look at. Well, dear George, the truth is I have a little plan which I should like very much to carry out if you fully approve of it.